Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. Hey, what's up, campers? Welcome back to the 12th episode of Camp Strange. I'm your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And uh, coming to the fire, we got some stories to tell. Um, first off, I like to say, stop listening to this right now. Very counterintuitive. But if you could stop listening to this and go leave us a review. and uh, I mean, they don't have to stop listening, but if you really want to concentrate, I guess. Yeah, true. But, yeah, I mean, that would be we're, – we we're looking for some more reviews, really, because that would just uh, make us get more visible so more people can check us out. and uh, Maybe uh, get a sponsor. Yeah. Um, Unlikely, but yeah. Harry's Ra- – this is brought to you by Harry's Razors. Harry's Razors – uh, they they work. They have three blades. What? I don't know. Do they work? I don't. Oh, Harry's. Yeah, I like Harry's actually. Damn, this actually sounds like a, an ad now. No, I do use Harry's. Is, aren't aren't they like the Target only brand? Oh, they do sell them in Target now. Well, they did do podcasts and stuff for a while, but oh, I thought it was only a Target thing. I mean, now maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe they maybe they upper echelon the the podcasting and then target was like we want them and they're like okay we don't have to advertise anymore because we're in target that's like, a that's a possibility yeah do, but, you, do you ever get shane co ads where you're from shane co shane co no is that a jewelry store yeah okay yeah then yeah cause i wasn't sure if that was an organ thing only because when i worked in are you proposing to me no not yet oh, um okay. when i worked in radio we'd always have to shane co was like all we got and it was just like this riggedy old man and now, now you've got a friend in the diamond business. Um, uh, a couple of radio ones that we always got. You got a friend in the diamond business, yeah, for sure. You got, you a, friend, got a friend yeah, in the diamond business. Yeah. And it's like, it, I mean, my, it's, okay, sorry. One of my favorite things in the world with commercials and radio advertisement, whatever, is when, like, the owners of this company, regardless on how awful they sound or look, like, they're like, they have to be in the no, commercial. No, like, it's good. I'm going to be in the commercial. Like, it's like Michael Scott being like, I get to, I have to direct the Dunder Mifflin paper. Exactly. Like, he has to be in it. Like, even though if he's, because he thinks that he's going to get, like, those are the people that really want like the the fame and recognition. They never got it, and they thought that by starting the company, they'll be like, "Well, if this company gets big enough, people will know who I am." And yeah. still, no one knows who they are. So, it's like, put me in a goddamn commercial. Exactly. But um, some big some big uh, radio ones that I remember are "Every Kiss Begins with K." That was actually yeah. that was K's Jewelers. But the big ones were "Oh Oh Oh O'Reilly." Auto part. Wow. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like a little guitar slam then, right there. Okay, this might be an only Bay Area one, but did you ever have? I mean, it's not because it's Fry's Electronics, but remember, it's like your best buys are always at Fry's, guaranteed. Did Fry's go Banco? I think so. Yeah, because I don't, I feel like we might have had a Fry's in Portland, Oregon. Mm. But that might have been the only one we we had no, in the state. They they didn't go banco because bankrupt because there are some around here. There's one in Burbank, and the thing about cool thing about fries is that actually this ties into the podcast a little bit. The cool thing about fries is each one, or at least they used to, have a theme. theme yeah, and the one in Burbank is alien themed. I've been to that one. So there's an alien saucer sticking out of the front of fries in yeah. Burbank, and you go in, and it, everything looks like uh, the '50s. It looks like yeah. the people are, I think are dressed like '50s, like uh, burger workers and yeah. stuff like that. It's I like, used to go that nuts. one all the time. My uh, my uncle is an old. He he's, he's a, an alien. Yeah, he's an alien. <laughs> Fuck, he might be. Sorry if you're listening to this, Uncle Jay, but he might be an alien. Um, he's a big Trekkie. Uh, 
but he he used to do a lot of he still does but does a lot of computer work and stuff like software stuff and oh. um that's one cool thing about fries it's like it's a place you can just go in and buy like any part of a computer basically and yeah so we'd always go whenever i was in town and stuff because i used to love to like look at all the weird stuff i didn't know what any of it did but yeah, it's kind of sad. I still love going into, like, Best Buy. And, like, oh, I, yeah. I still like the brick and mortar because you don't get the same. Like, browsing on Amazon is really fun. I'm not going to take that cheaper, away And it's cheaper, but anyone. it's still fun to go in a... Yeah, yeah. You, you go into a Best Buy, you see which one you like the best in person, and then you go to Amazon and you buy it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Everybody does that. Well, you ever notice how, uh, I swear to God, every Best Buy has one of those uh, phone jammers. So you can't you can't go oh on. Oh my god! Yeah, you're yeah, right. You can't go on Amazon while you're in the store, but then once you leave, because you can't. I was, you can't check the prices. Yeah, I was walking out the other day and I was like, "Why is my phone working?" That's yeah. a, oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we're busting up a conspiracy theories right Big now. Time. Um, what you say? You said before we started, you said you wanted to bring something up. And oh, talk okay. About it. Well, huge thing that I know you're fully aware of, and our Instagram followers might be aware of. But the other day, I was sitting in traffic, taking someone oh. to the airport, and um, so you know our, we've got our logo. That's the uh, the animated version of Tobin and I fighting monsters, and uh, we made a bunch of stickers with them. What we have like a thousand of them or something. We got a thousand stickers, but I mean we still have like <laughs> uh, eight hundred and. 99 i don't we probably didn't even i just meant i gave you like a lot yeah i mean look that box over there has at least over 500 in it oh yeah no i i had to guess i would say we have maybe gotten rid of less than 50 i put up like 15 in the neighborhood on like light posts and stuff like that yeah. that's illegal right oh shit anyway i'm not putting it yeah, on stop no, signs we didn't do that i put it on i put it on like electrical boxes and stuff and i like, always put on dumpsters because we're trash and not not like in an annoying way just like uh hey oh that's a cool sticker yeah. but um, and they're really easy to peel off yeah i didn't give anybody stickers i gave david ledwith our sweet baby and our, our you know our child our pretty baby boy um daddy like a pretty baby yeah no i gave him a bunch of stickers but he said he didn't do it um but so i'm sitting in traffic and um you know nowhere Nowhere close. We're over, I'm over at LAX area, which isn't very close to where Tobin and I live. That's nuts. And sitting at a red light, and I look to my left, and there's this truck, and they've got one of our fucking stickers on the on the tailgate of the truck. On the tailgate of the truck, and like I, I just like freaked out. I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding why, me? Why didn't you like yell at those guys like the like, hey, hey, roll on your window? Well, I didn't know if like someone. My theory, my theory is someone took, maybe one of them did, but someone took it <laughs> off of a fucking phone pole and then put it on yeah. their truck. And I didn't want to be like, hey, like, where'd you get that sticker? Like, that's me on your car. Well, you should have said the, that. Yeah, point. I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, well, they're, they're two yard workers because uh, the back of the truck was, it had a little, like a lawnmower, lawnmower yeah. garbage can, like a bunch of other things. And yeah, just two yard workers. Maybe they listened to us when they cut grass or something. Um, if you guys, if you're listening to this right now and that was you guys, hit our DMs, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Any press is good press. Yeah, right? we'll get you guys a t shirt or something. But uh, Damn. yeah, that like blew my like. I'm still just like so confused. The only thing I can think of, the only way they could have gotten that is if they took it off of like something we already stuck one to and then put it there. It, those stickers are hard to get off too. I mean, see, I think I, I took not. one off and it, it came off pretty easy. Okay. Maybe they did peel it off. Then. They come off intact too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cause um, I put that one on my laptop and it had, 
air bubbles because I'm an idiot. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm okay. Easy. I'm okay if you take it off a pole and stick it on something you like more. Yeah, right? I mean, if you're in the LA area, we'll give you some. Yeah, you want some stickers? Stop on by. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you called me in a fever, and you're like, "Hey, what the fuck? Did you stick a sticker on a truck?" And I'm well, like, "Well, that's kind no, of a fucked what? up thing to do." If it's like, "Oh yeah, I didn't do that." No, that yeah, I don't vandal. I try not to vandalize more than I need to. <laughs> you know, city property is one thing; personal property, you exactly. Know. You can. Yeah. Pay- I'm I'm actually uh, I'm sustaining the economy of people who sticker peelers. Yeah, you know, whoever has to go peel those stickers off, you have a job now because yeah. of me. But I didn't. We're- I only put up like ten, so I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I've only put a few up in I'm very shit, bad places, but oh, bathroom, ba- bathroom. I you don't want to be incriminated. We'll stop there. Yeah, I'll stop where. Okay, let's one. get into these stories because I got um I got a good story for you today. No. It, it might be a little long, but it's definitely good, and it's something you guys know about, but maybe don't know the full story. So today I'm going to be telling you about. A man named Thomas P. Corbet, a.k.a. Boston Corbet, a.k.a. The Patriot, a.k.a. The Insane Man Who Killed John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> so is it the one that Mel Gibson played? No, not The Patriot as in, no, not not Mel Gibson. Remember that guy got his fucking dome taken off with a cannonball? That was the Revo- yeah, but that was the Revolutionary War. <laughs> That's that the was only thing not... I remember about that movie. But... Um, that was yeah that was one of the best scenes um aim small miss small but corbet was born in london and immigrated with his family to new york city in 1839 shortly after settling down in a in the small town of troy near albany um so albany oh is it albany albany i call it albany my mom is from albany oregon is that is that spelled the same a l b a n y Okay, then maybe it is Albany, because I've heard him pronounce Albany. Yeah, you're probably right. All baloney. Yeah. <laughs> as a young man, Corbet began apprenticing as a hatter, which is a person who makes hats, yeah. if you didn't know by the name. Um, it's a profession that he would hold intermittently throughout his whole life. And as a hatter, Corbet was regu- regularly exposed to the fumes of mercury nitrate then used in the treatment of fur to produce felt used on hats. If you didn't know, excessive exposure to the compound can lead to hallucinations, psychosis, and twitching, known as Hatter's Shakes. <laughs> hatter's, which, is, which is really interesting because yeah. that brings me around to the Mad Hatter. Yeah. You wonder well, why he's so mad. Yeah, he's all tweaking out. He got a parking ticket. Yeah. What? That's why he's mad. No, he's mad because he apparently has this thing called, um, I looked it up, it's called Mad Hatter Syndrome or erethism, and it's characterized by behavioral changes such as irritability, low self-confidence, depression, apathy, shyness, uh, and uh, timidity. Timidity. Yeah. And in some extreme cases, with prolonged exposure to mercury, vapors, delirium, personality changes and memory loss so it's not i can hear you pouring that sorry fucker. That, i tried to do that quietly i fucked that one up you're about to make I'm just me gonna, hold on fucking mad hatter over time here. out god yep okay Spit it all out it's empty that's some good water you i got. didn't open it though but so he was exposed to these chemicals or mercury nitrate which is apparently supposed to make you like somewhat crazy and yeah, a, a lot of these historians believe that him working as a hatter 
was I don't want to say it was the only thing that made him act the way he's about to act, <laughs> but it definitely added to it because this guy kind of seems like he has just like a shitty personality to a certain extent, okay. but not a shitty personality, but like a weird obsessive personality. Yeah. So after working as a hatter in Troy for many years, he eventually made his way back to New York City where he soon after married his wife. But the happiness didn't last as tragedy struck when both his wife and baby daughter died during childbirth. This was the incident that changed his life forever. Um, yeah, they'll th- fucking do it to you. Yeah, this is like, <clears throat> I mean, every every great movie starts off with uh, you just losing your whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like Keanu Reeves. Homeward Bound. Keanu Reeves, he's <laughs> lost everyone he's ever loved. Yeah, that is, that is actually really sad. Yeah. I mean, he just like his sister and parents and I don't know what else happened to him, but. Like wasn't it his his wife and child to be? Oh, too? I don't know. Probably yeah, pretty sure. It's really sad. But um, trying to cope with the tragedy, Corbet ran away from the memories in New York by moving to Boston. But then realized that that wasn't enough to forget. Because uh, everything's worse in Boston. <laughs> Augustana's there. I think I'll go to Boston. Yeah, I don't get that. Good one. song. Okay, uh, huge biggest Augustana fan you ever met. But realizing that moving to Boston wasn't enough to forget, he turned to the bottle and began to wander the streets as a drunk. David might know something about that with his clingity clanging over there. Yeah, you know, that's that's probably one of the best activities you can do when you turn into a drunk is to wander the streets. You can trip on things. There's more things to trip on. Than... More booze out there, though. The yeah, you know, and, and you know, it's it's because when you're at home and you trip on the dog, you feel bad. But you go trip on a stray out in the alley, who gives a shit? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this. Um, he seemed pretty doomed to die drunk and also not being able to hold a job, homeless, until one day in the 1850s, he drunkenly happened upon a street evangelist who was holding court. Now, that's always a fun time. You know those guys. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> those guys are the ones who are uh, – I mean, they're probably a little bit different in the 1850s, but those are the guys telling you that you're going to go to hell. And these guys uh, – he seemed a little bit more positive, but Corbet was uh, mesmerized by the message of God and became became a regular at sidewalk churches around the city. Corbet immediately stopped drinking and became devoutly religious to the Methodist Episcopal Church. After being baptized by the church, he subsequently changed his name – to Boston. Like first name or last name? Boston Corbet. Which sounds like a type of dessert pie, right? Yeah. Can I have the Boston Corbet? It's a really bad one, Ooh, though. Ooh, we're out of that. Mm, I'll take the lemon meringue, then. Mm. You don't like lemon meringue, either? No. What do you like? We're talking about pies? Yeah. You fuck with pie or cake? Oh, I'm I'm pie all the way. I'm pie all the way, Blackberry too. pie, maybe? Okay, if you're going to go blackberry, get triple berry, at least. Maybe no, quad. No, 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 no. What? Just blackberry, man. Oh, my God. You're... You've never had my mother's blackberry pie. You really think inside the pie, uh, the box of the pie. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, just get out. Try something new. Cherries, anyways, like my go-to. Yeah, I just don't like the, the big old clumps of the cherry. I love it. Tastes Oof. like cloth medicine. Nope. Um, but... Like I said, he changed his name to Boston, the name of the city where his life was saved. So that's kind of thoughtful, actually. Kind of weird, though. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. (laughs) Um, Now 26, he regularly attended meetings at the Fulton and Bromfield Street Churches, where his enthusiastic behavior earned him the nickname, 
the glory to god man which is a bad fucking that's nickname. a bad nickname the glory to god hey that's the glory to god man my name is boston <laughs> that kind of sounded like trump yeah, my yeah. name is boston okay yeah i like how you're also doing the hand thing like you intentionally do doing you the, do the, the little... hand thing okay yeah um, it's the same with Obama, though. When you do the Obama voice, you got to do the... So, let me tell you. No, you got the hand thing wrong. It's uh, this. Oh, yes, the thumb. It's like you're holding one quarter. Let me tell you. <laughs> we need change. I'm the glory of God, man. Anyway, so those are really bad impressions. I'm sorry yeah, about the, that. The, your Trump was better than your Obama. All right, you know. See, now, um, where you went wrong with your... Stop. <laughs> so he's now the newly fresh, the glory to God, man. And in an attempt to imitate Jesus, Corbet began to wear his hair very long. I mean, pick. Are you glory to God, man? Are you Boston? Are you Jesus? He's all over the fucking place. Are you the Patriot? Not yet. Not yet. He's getting there. That's, that almost sounds like he's becoming a wrestler. He's, <laughs> he does, actually. It's like, that's like his MO for like, I mean, what's his, what's his specialty move? The, the Patriot cruci- Slam. The Crucifix. <laughs> But in uh, 1857, Corbet began working at a hat manufacturer's shop on Washington Street. Like I said, this going back to his roots. This, this guy's really fucking himself up with his mercury. Um, so <laughs> I, need I need steady pay, but I also need more of that mercury. He's, he's getting madder and madder by the day. So he went to Washington Street in, in downtown Boston. Some of you might know where that is. Um, to work at a hat manufacturer. I'm assuming it's downtown in Boston. Yeah, I just meant like Bostonians may know. Like I live on that street. Um, he was reported to be a proficient hatter, but was also known to stop work to pray and sing for coworkers who used profanity in his presence. Uh, he also began working as a street preacher and would sermonize and distribute religious literature in North Square. Uh, Corbet soon earned a reputation around Boston for being a local eccentric and religious fanatic. Local eccentric means that you're crazy. Yeah. That's like the nice way of saying it. It's kind of like you're so crazy, everyone that's local knows of you. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, he's fun. He's, it's like the crazy person who's kind of harmless. Yeah, because everybody knows who it is. So it's yeah. like you're not going to get away with anything. But like how fucking annoying would it be if it's like, hey, man, like working at Subway and you're like, hey, man, just like uh, can I get a can I get an Asiago cheese bread? And he's just like, wait, I need to pray for you. You didn't say please. He's like, what, dude? Just hand me the bread. He's like, no, I have to pray for you. I can't work yet. God damn. I just mean, like, it's crazy to think that he just, like, constantly had to stop and pray for people. But on July 16th, 1858, Corbet was, oh, this is the best. This is the best part of the story. Is it? Uh, besides the obvious. But on July 16th, 1858, Corbet was, uh, what's this word? Pro- pro- oh, oh, my God. I'm going to start that again. Oh, no. Wait. On July 16th, 1858, Corbet was propositioned by two prostitutes while walking home from a church meeting. He was deeply disturbed by the encounter. And this is how you know that this guy is fucking mad. Okay? Uh, Upon returning to his room at a boarding house, Corbet began reading chapters 18 and 19 in the Gospel of Matthew. And it said, And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake and in order to avoid sexual temptation and remain holy he castrated himself with a pair of scissors 
Well, I thought you were going to say he ripped the hooker's eyes out. No, 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 no. He, the eunuch's part of that is like when he said – You said you said right – you know, take out the right eye, but that, he took out his third eye. <clears throat> fourth. and Third and fourth. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. The no, danglers, okay. No, he left the peen. Okay. Took out the balls. Yeah. So he, uh, like I said, in the quote, it said, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. So he took a pair of scissors, snipped below. What year is this again? Uh, 1858. Can you imagine how good those 1858 scissors are? <laughs> they're <laughs> definitely made of plastic for children. You know, they're yeah. not, no. Uh, they're, they're plain safe. They're actually pretty sharp, probably. They're more like, probably more like shears. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like barber yeah. shears. Anyway, but, hopefully, but he's <clears throat> he he's he's I I read a more detailed thing. He snipped the bottom and then apparently just popped him out. And, oh, uh, yeah, okay, that's one way of going about it. Yeah, so he snipped <laughs> the bottom of him and uh, and then he ate a meal, went to a prayer meeting, and took a stroll in the park before seeking medical attention. Holy shit! So this guy was mad as a hatter, really. So is mercury uh, the real painkiller here? I mean. I think God might be the real painkiller. That makes sense. Yeah. So <clears throat> after that incident uh, in April of 1861, early in the American Civil War, Corbet enlisted as a private in company, uh, private in Company 1 and the 12th Regiment New York Militia. Uh, Corbet's eccentric behavior quickly got him into trouble, though. Can you believe it? No. This guy's too eccentric for his own good. Um he carried a Bible with him at all times and read passages aloud from it regularly, held unauthorized prayer meetings, and argued with the superior officers. Corbet also condemned officers and superiors for what he perceived as violation of God's word. In one instance, he verbally uh, reprimanded Colonel Daniel Butterfield for using profanity and taking the Lord's name in vain. He was sent to the guardhouse for several days, but refused to apologize for his insubordination. Due to his continued disruptive behavior and refusal to take orders, Corbet was court-martialed and sentenced to be shot. Oh, good. His sentence was eventually reduced, and he was discharged in August of 1863. Imagine just getting in an argument with like a superior officer and be like, Cor- Boston, you're, you're fucking – just apologize. Apparently, he just asked him to apologize, and he's like, I don't have to apologize to you. You should be apologizing to God. Yeah. And you guys is like, just fucking shoot him. Yeah. It's like your own soldier. Instead of just like firing him and like discharging him, yeah. like, just shoot him in the head. Yeah. It, it's easier to deal with. Just... Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, Corbet, although he got discharged, re enlisted later that month as a private. But on June 24th, 1864, he was captured by Confederate Colonel John S. Mosby's men in Culpeper, Virginia, and held prisoner as Anderson Andersonville Prison for five months. Mosby, the guy who caught him, said uh, most of the men were ready to surrender, but not Corbet. He he stood out uh, manfully and fired his revolver and uh, twelve shots uh, from him breaching uh, from him breech loading from his breech loading rifle before surrendering. And uh, Mosby really admired his bravery and was like, "Okay, we're not going to kill you. We're just going to um, put you in prison." So. I guess he shot some of the guys, and then he's just like, no, this guy's, like, fucking crazy. I kind of like him. So my question is, how many rounds does a breech rifle have? Twelve. He fired twelve rounds. Okay. I wasn't sure if it had six and he had to reload, because I feel like I feel like once you're to that point that you're, like, spending the time to reload a weapon, is like when you're, like, you're 100% committed to this. Well, not only did he fire 12 shots from his breech-loading rifle, but he also fired all of his rounds in his uh, revolver, too. Okay, so he shot so 18 So he switched times. guns, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know if he had a full pistol, but, I mean, 
but he was released in exchange in November of 1864 and was admitted to the army hospital when he was where he was treated for scurvy, malnutrition, exposure, and dysentery. But Corbet spent some time uh, recuperating at the hospital in Annapolis, then joined his regimen. Uh, but this is where we all – this is the part where we kind of know about. Okay. But just a month before the war was to be uh, official, uh, officially over, uh, a stage actor and rebel sympathizer named John Wilkes Booth snuck into Lincoln's box in the balcony of Ford Theater in Washington. The president and his wife were watching a comedy, Our American Cousin – Real funny, real, yep. real gut buster. Booth grabbed his forty-four caliber Derringer pistol and shot Lincoln in the back of the head. Uh, well, you, you you know about how I'm not I'm not sure if I mentioned it earlier, but like how uh, not earlier in this one, but in other episodes, but how uh, John Wilkes Booth was like like a really famous actor. Yeah, he was like, um, well, he was like an equivalent to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson killing uh Well, his brother was an actor too, but I think yeah. his brother was more famous than him. So the difference was He's like an that, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so the comparison I've heard is that um John Wilkes Booth was really good for his uh his like stage combat. He was like an action star. Mm, makes sense. And his brother was, he good was with a gun. Exactly. Not hard to miss when someone's not looking at you from two yeah. feet away. But his brother was more of like a dramatic actor, which is typically more uh, like okay, like people respect them more. So we're we're thinking more of like a who, who's a so like Tom Cruise instead of Daniel Day Lewis. No, I was gonna say like uh, I'm th- trying to think of like Dwayne a, the Rock Johnson no, instead of up. Leo shut DiCaprio. Up. Shut up! I'm thinking of like Gyllenhaal, maybe like. Like, his brother was more of, like, a uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's, like, dramatic. And Jake's – I mean, Jake's dramatic, too, but, like – He's not much of an act, he, action he star. He could run though. his way up a subway, right? I don't know. I'm trying to say – what's that what? movie? What? What's that movie where he's on the train and he keeps dying over and over again? It doesn't matter. They're brothers and one's – But, yeah, so – but John Wilkes Booth was, like, a really well-known actor. Like, he was he was a really big name when he killed Lincoln, which not a lot of people mention. But, like, he, yeah. he was, like – he was a Mark Wahlberg. That's like being at the theater – and somebody, I'm gonna get in trouble. Mark for this. Wahlberg killing somebody President shoots, Trump. Yeah, somebody shoots the president, <laughs> and then like jumps off the balcony, and then yells, Shit, "We can't talk about killing Trump. Our podcast is gonna get shut down. We're and gonna then, disappear." And then he yells, "Six semper tyrannis, tyrannis." Yeah, thus ever two tyrants, which is what John Wilkes Booth yelled in Latin as he uh, as he ran for the exit. Um, after an overnight – but the, the funny thing is too um, – oh, I'll get to that. After an overnight vigil, the president died early in the morning. By then, Booth had escaped into the night. So I guess – I thought he died instantly. No. So, no, he li- he actually lived for like a few hours. Okay. So – I don't think he was conscious, I mean, but like he didn't die. Like he, his heart didn't stop. Because it seems like the guns just weren't that great. If, I would just rather have like a more powerful gun just like end it because that's like just a shit ton of suffering. Yeah, but – how are you gonna get a fucking Gatling gun? No, I'm I'm just saying like it kind of it seems like the consensus I came to is it would really suck to get shot back then because it oh, just yeah. seems like there's just a marble in your head. Yeah, exactly. Rattling around, exactly. It's just like a BB. Yeah. Um. But even after, uh, even half crippled because when he he leapt from the balcony to the stage, a lot of people know this. He caught. Okay, you know he broke his leg, but, the, but yeah. I didn't know he caught his spur on the bunting. Yeah. And broke his leg. I didn't know he was wearing spurs. That kind of makes him a it little... It was a part of the show. Oh, he was in uh, yeah. the play. 
pretty positive. Okay. I he could have been, yeah. I yeah, mean, no, I'm pretty positive he was a part. It of would show. make sense why he was there in the first place. Yeah. But um but yeah, even after he broke his leg, he eluded capture. He he ran. I guess he, I mean, when you got adrenaline and you, you're able to do a lot of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. So Didn't uh, they catch him in a barn? That's what I was going to say. Oh, 10 sorry. days after the assassination, the assailant was still nowhere to be found. And uh, to hunt the traitor, the government turned to the 16th New York Cavalry. Holy Man. shit. This is this just makes me think how much I want a 2018 manhunt for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> well, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has a broken leg. I just love it would be Dwayne the Rock Johnson because he's not politically affiliated each way. And then all of a sudden yeah. he just shoots Trump. Like, yeah. It's not as fun if like uh, who's like really anti-Trump. Um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, yeah. Like, if Alec Baldwin shot him, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I kind of saw that coming. But yeah. then, like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> and then you're just watching as, like, 10 men are on top of him and he's still fucking running. He's just like, Whoa. so that's what Whoa. I want. That would, that's something I would love to see is it, what would happen if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was actually fighting for his life? Like, oh, would he scary be that much of a, like, shit brick house? Would he be able to take down 12 men like he does in those beautiful car racing his, movies? His cardio wouldn't be good because he has too no? much muscle. So muscle eats I don't know, oxygen. Man. No, muscle eats – it's a true. People who are really buff – Is that why I can't run more than 10 feet? That's not why you can't run more than 10 feet. <laughs> um, but – but yeah, so he, he would he would put up a good fight for sure. But yeah, close it, combat. Yeah, don't yeah. He would he yeah as long as they killed them all in thirty thirty. I mean, the seconds. thing that gives him you know like the actual uh, proof of the doubt is that like you know he played football and stuff like that. Like he was like a physical. He was, athlete. But he's also smaller back then. Now he's like fucking bodybuilder. But yeah, no, I mean like he 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 hasn't. He's not like uh, I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but like Chris Hemsworth, you know, like a pretty boy that's super jacked. Yeah. Like this, I don't know this, what you're saying. I'm saying this guy's like a he was like a, a physical athlete in his time, like he could probably put up a good fight. Yeah. Unlike some actor who is just like jacked out of his mind but has never like oh, had like, a physical altercation yeah. of a sort. You know? Like Chris Pratt takes like like Muay Thai or some shit like that. Sure. Um anyway. I said Chris Hemsworth, but yeah. It's no but not shut up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're all big buff dudes, okay? I don't think Chris Pratt's really big and buff. But... Okay, let's let's move on. <laughs> so, I've seen that body. Ten, ten, ten days after the assassination, like I said, the assailant was nowhere to be found, and the government turned to the 16th New York Cavalry, the men who battled the infamous Confederate Colonel James Mosby, uh, his raiders, and his raiders, not the team. Uh, and that was... <laughs> they would have uh, lost quicker. Yeah, it, <laughs> It was Boston uh, Col- uh, Corbet's unit, so that they basically sent out Boston Corbet's unit to go look for John Wilkes Booth, which is where he comes into the story, uh, or back into the story. Uh, they were looking for Booth and his accomplice, David Harold, which they ended up finding both in a barn on a tobacco farm only 12 days later. Harold willingly surrendered, but Booth was not going to go so quietly. So they tried to burn him out by lighting the barn on fire. Um, I just feel fucking really bad for that farmer who just like yeah. s- sitting there. He has like, to sit there and watch him burn this shit down. He's like, John, please get out of the barn. <laughs> That's my only barn. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not going out. I'm not coming out until they all leave. They're like, you have a fucking fucked up leg. It's it's gangrenous right now, and you're not getting any better, John. Yeah. You're not running anywhere. So he just didn't want to come out of that barn. But they also did not want to kill him. They wanted to give him a not a fair trial, but they wanted to like serve justice because there's no yeah. way he's, he's coming out of this not guilty. But they wanted to like either 
hang him from the gallows and make a, a statement out of him. Or yeah, exactly. Fucking, I don't know, something like that. So, um, so they started burning the barn. And uh, they, oh, they also wanted to see if it was part of like a bigger conspiracy. That they thought that like maybe They're questioning. Yeah, there's more stuff going on underneath. Yeah. He wasn't just acting alone. So they needed to find out answers. Um, even after the barn was uh, on fire, Booth still didn't come out. But when Corbet saw saw him through like uh, the barn was kind of falling apart at this point. And the I, booth. The booth. The booth is on <laughs> fire. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh Boston or Corbet saw him through like I don't know the slits or maybe the barn was falling apart and he saw him and he fired on Booth hitting him in the back of the head about oh. an inch below where Lincoln was shot. Booth did not die though right away, which is exactly what I'm fucking saying. These guns yeah. suck. Yeah. Okay? Well maybe they're really effective for making you suffer but I mean, maybe we should go back to those ones. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it would be harder to kill people, I'll tell yeah. you that. But um, but he did not die right away, so they dragged him out of the barn and carried him to the front porch of the farmhouse. He whispered, he whispered, kill me, and asked to see his hands as he could not lift them himself because his spinal cord was severed and he was paralyzed. When, uh, when his hands were lifted to his face, he whispered, useless, useless, fuck you. That was a really... Yeah, my, my mom's calling me. Hold on, should I answer this? Yeah, let's just do that part over again. <laughs> Why is why do you have a ringer? I don't know. Hello. Hey. What's up? Sorry, you were. Are you working? We're recording the podcast right now. Okay. Um. What size shirt do you wear in Camp Strange? Why? <laughs> because I I want to get one for um. Um. Your your fake child. You wish you could adopt. I, I wear an XL. Okay, that, that's what I need to know because, you know, the mediums are small and so, okay. Yeah, do you, want, do, you want, do you want to say anything to the podcast while you're, while you're on the, on, on, where we're going here? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, what do you want to know? No, I'm just saying, give a shout out or something since you're disrupting the show right now. How do I do a shout out? It's already you're recording. Hold control. You're already you're already going. <laughs> oh hey, this is Mama Chose. <laughs> I've got stories. Oh man, I've got stories. But I'm down next week. I got good stories. It's How I out, communicate right? with my father. Alright. Who's been who's been dead. Oh <laughs> Whoa. By the way, he's dead. <laughs> it's awesome. It's less spooky you. if he wasn't dead. Yeah. All right, Mom. Well, I also do out of body travel. I'm into that. Yeah. Okay, Mom. I gotta let you go. Love you. Okay. Bye, Jody. Sorry about that. You know how it is. Sometimes your uh, your phone rings through your computers. Anyway, that was a really intense part of my story, but it's okay because that was really funny. Yeah. Blame it on my mom. Blame it on the, uh, 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 My laptop is now muted. I thought I did that before. I'm sorry. Uh, it was probably better than just the vibration sound. Yeah. But like I said, um, I'll just start right here. <laughs> he whispered, kill me, and asked to see his hands as he could not lift them himself since his spinal cord was severed and he was paralyzed. When his hands were lifted to his face, he whispered, 
useless, useless. And the next morning at 7 a.m., he died. I'm pretty sure he was really prideful of his hands, like I was saying, because he was like an he, he was, was like, like a David Duchovny in Zoolander. He's like a hand model. Yeah, it was kind of like that. He was he. I think he was really well known for his um his sword fighting, his hand jobs, his hand jobs, his hand <laughs> jibbers. Um, oh. But no, he he was a really um like I was saying earlier, he was kind of like an action guy. Oh, man. He was really well he was really well known for his fencing and sword fights on stage. Oh, so that would make sense why he like he looked to his. Uh... He's very prideful of his beautiful hands. Oh, man. Well, I mean, he had bigger problems at stake of, like, shooting the president in the back of the head. So, like, oh, yeah, that can do it. He wasn't going to use his hands anymore anyway, except for in prison. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where are my prison boys at? <laughs> 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 Arsenio Hall. Who was in the dog pound? Anyway. <laughs> um, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Everton Congor initially thought Booth had shot himself, but after realizing Booth had been shot by someone else, Cong- Conger and Lieutenant Doherty asked which officer had shot Booth. Corbet stepped forward and admitted he was the shooter. Uh, the government detect- Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Obama. Yeah, and, so- uh, I mean, that wasn't Obama. That was... Uh, Who says it? Was it the secretary? Defense? Oh, it might have been. I don't remember. I don't fucking remember either. The government detectives immediately grew angry at Corbet, the trigger-happy sergeant who had just deprived the nation of a trial for the president's murderer, all because he said God Almighty directed him to do it. Instead of the assassin, it was Corbet who was arrested and was sent back to Washington for disobeying orders and to be questioned. So Booth, obviously, they're not going to cuff him up, but there is like instead of being seen as like a hero like good job you got him he was arrested and they're like you fucking idiot yeah like, we needed to find out a bunch of shit and he's just like god <laughs> told me to do it and you're like god did, who and he's just like i need more mercury you guys have yeah. mercury <laughs> so so it's in he, retrograde he he was court-martialed and questioned by edward stanton uh on why he disobeyed ordered and disobey orders and killed booth corbet claimed that he thought booth was going to shoot his way out of the situation that's why he fired on him even though he initially said providence directed him to do it um he'd he'd probably get erased in today's uh cops yeah seriously he would probably um but stanton paused the guy who was a question him stanton paused and then stated the rebel is dead the patriot lives he has spared the country expense, continued excitement, and trouble. Discharged the Patriot. Which is a pretty cool thing to say, if, especially if you're Corbett. You're like, fuck yeah, I'm the Patriot. Yeah. I'm small, miss small, motherfucker. Yeah. So, um, Mel Gibson will be me soon. Yeah, so, I mean, you don't want to be Mel Gibson either, to tell you the truth. No, I'd rather, I'd rather have Mel Gibson be me than me be Mel Gibson. Uh, I'll stay out of that one. Um, <laughs> he received a portion of the reward, about one thousand six hundred fifty-six dollars, which is twenty-six grand today. Yeah, shit, that's a lot. That's a lot, and then which is like a year's salary. Yeah. Um, and then was discharged from the army. He went back to being a hatter in Boston. Of course, I mean, yeah. you go back to what you what crave, you need mercury. Um, but was unable to keep his job. And the numerous job and the numerous jobs after that, because he kept stopping work to pray for coworkers or just getting fights with them about God. Uh, he then we all had that coworker, right? Yeah. Uh, he then turned to doing lectures at Sunday schools, uh, women's meetings, and tent meetings, like women's. Uh, 
I don't know if we would invite him to a woman's fucking event. Yeah. Be like, invite the guy who's always high on mercury and yeah. fucked up in the head. But um, in tent meetings about killing Booth, and so he would just talk about uh, killing Booth and try to use his fame for profit. But surprisingly, he was never asked back <laughs> due to his erratic behavior. Yeah. So made him a little nervous. Yo, could you imagine? All right, just bear with me here. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Kills, God fucking damn it, man. Kills Donald Trump. You shoot Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the back of the head. Everybody gets mad at you and you have to go back to your job at Lids. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> First off, a bullet's not going through that meaty ass head and neck, dude. That thing is thick. Um and you corner the rock in a burning barn, and you shoot him in the back of the head. And he's not selling the hats. He's making the hats. So you have you have to shoot no, Dwayne. You, you, people at Lids make you hats. Shoot, yeah, but you shoot Dwayne in the back of the head, and then you got to go back to Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> got to brush up on your Taiwanese. So that's that's even worse than just going back to Lids. I mean, at least you're, yeah. at least you're right next to a Cinnabon in Lids, right? True. All Lids are smell. next to Cinnabons, right? I think so. It's like a— So your hat smells good. Yeah. Had a bun in there. Had a bun in the hat. So, uh, R.B. Hoover, a man who later befriended Corbet, he was probably fucking insane too. I don't know yeah. how you'd be friends with this dude. I don't know. I'd be friends with him because it's one of those friends that you hang out with, but you just kind of like watch from a few feet away. Yeah. You like invite him over because you have other friends over and you're like, let's yeah. just watch what he does. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's give him too much beer and see what he says. <laughs> um, but uh, he later befriended Corbet and recalled that Corbet believed men who were high in authority at Washington at the time of the assassination were hounding him. Corbet said the men were angry because he had deprived them of prosecuting and executing John Wilkes Booth themselves. He also believed the same men had gotten him fired from various jobs, classic blaming other people, and Corbet's paranoia was furthered by hate mail he received for killing Booth. He became fearful that uh, Booth's Avengers or organizations like the Secret Order were planning to seek revenge upon him and took to carrying a pistol with him at all times. As his paranoia increased, Corbet began brandishing his pistol at friends or strangers he <laughs> deemed suspicious. <laughs> so he just whipping that well, out. Well, one thing I do want to point out is like from our perspective today, people love Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. But at the time, like, I like it was like half of America had fucking hated him and wanted him dead, and so there were a lot of people in support of John Wilkes Booth. T- technically, John Wilkes Booth when he killed him. So like, there were a lot of people that like loved John Wilkes Booth and hated him. So but, I don't doubt it that he got a lot of death threats from that. Wait, if they loved they John loved, Wilkes Booth, they why loved, would he get death threats from? Because he killed him. I'm saying... Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, but he also got it from the other side of people who were just like... We want him alive. We wanted, yeah, to, yeah. See, we wanted to see him hanged. Yeah. Like, we wanted to be a part of this. Like, we deserved it as Americans. Yeah, no, but like a lot of... What I was just trying to say was like, not a lot of people today realize that a lot of America did hate yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Like, yeah. he wasn't as loved as people consider him now. I when mean, he was there like, was a war for it, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, exactly. It's like... Can you believe that – did you guys – fun fact. Did you guys know people didn't like Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, half of America Yeah, fucking hated him. But people don't really think about that as often as you would think. Do you know Jefferson Davis, uh, the president of the South, was caught trying to flee to Texas to get more troops? And he, when he was caught, he was dressed like a lady. 
Really? Yeah, he's dressed in drag because he was, uh, which is okay. Yeah, no, that's if that's your thing, do it. <laughs> I like how we have to like preface that. I'm like, yeah. that's okay. Fuck, um, we're losing listeners. <laughs> 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 but he was dressed like a lady because he was trying to be in disguise. He was just like, ah, shit, you caught me. Like, yeah. imagine pulling him out. Yeah. Imagine pulling Dwayne the Rock Johnson dressed <laughs> like a lady. <laughs> it's just gonna keep coming back to this. Um, Hillary Clinton dressed as a man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> i voted for her but those power suits are very powerful I'll, t- yeah. I'll tell you Dwayne would look good in those too what was the uh the suit that michael scott had la femme oh uh, uh, yeah it was a mysterious mysterious <laughs> yeah it doesn't have any pockets either yeah. <laughs> so while attending the soldiers reunion of the blue and gray in caldwell ohio in 1875 Corbet got into an argument with several men over the death of John Wilkes Booth. The men questioned if Booth had really killed, uh, uh, had really been killed at all, which enraged Corbet. That's like when Buzz Aldrin punched that guy in the face. He was oh, like, "Oh, dude, that's oh. one of my favorite YouTube he's videos." He's like, "He's like, oh, the moon landing was fake." And then Buzz Aldrin's like, "You motherfucker!" Boom, and yeah. just like knocks him right in the nose. Nine-year-old man punches this guy in the. I face. I mean, he's probably like seventy-five at the time. He's like ninety now, probably. He got him pretty good. Yeah, he did. That's um, that's the punch of a man who stepped foot on the moon. Yeah, second. I mean, not first, but hey, I didn't say first. No, I'm just saying, like, I mean, if it was Neil, he probably would have fucking decapitated him, right? Yeah, he would um, punch that head straight to the moon. <laughs> To the moon, Alice. Um, but uh, after getting uh, enraged by the fact that he said that he hadn't killed him, he then drew his pistol on the men. Classic Boston, am I right? Yeah. He's uh, really quick to pull, grab that pistol. He sounds a lot like Frank from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah, I know. He So he drew the pistol on the men but was removed from the reunion before he could fire it. That sounds like my 10-year reunion. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what my tenure reunion's like. They're like, you don't, you don't live in Hollywood. I was like, yeah, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> two revolvers oh. shooting in the air. I'm like, I'm like Yosemite Sam, my fucking long mustache. Um, but uh, so they removed him before he could fire it. And in 1878, Corbet moved to uh, Concordia, Kansas, where he acquired a, po- a plot of land through homesteading, upon which he constructed a dugout home. Uh, he continued working as a preacher and attended revival meetings frequently. And this is the part where it's like a little mysterious. This is the very end right here. Um, due to his fame as Lincoln's Avenger, as they called him also, that was another one of his nicknames, Corbet was appointed assistant doorkeeper of the Kansas House of Representatives in Topeka in January of 1887, which is doesn't seem like assistant doorkeeper is a good job, but it's also a good job for a guy who's fucking – fucked in the brain because of mercury poisoning yeah so he's just probably like mm, can i take your hat and he's like dancing around like he like, grabs the hat this hat needs more mercury hold on and they're like oh that's nice they gave him a job here <laughs> so um on i can see like a carnival barker out in front he's like come yeah. see the crazy motherfucker who yeah. shot john works yeah um on february 15th the day after Valentine's Day, Aww. he became convinced that officers of the house were discriminating against him. He jumped to his feet, brandishing a revolver, <laughs> and began chasing the officers out of the building. Dude, he is a fucking hoot and a holler. Yeah, I want to hang out with this guy. I take it back. I don't want him to have him drink beers with me anymore because I'd have to pat if that. If he's mother. packing heat the whole time and Seriously, whipping it out. to say one bad thing. Yeah. Be like, Airbud wasn't that great. He's like, motherfucker. Well, somebody guard that dog. <laughs> so uh, no one was hurt, and Corbet was arrested. 
But the following day, a judge declared Corbet insane and sent him to the Topeka Asylum for the Insane. On May 26th, 1888, he escaped from the asylum on horseback. <laughs> Fucking really cool. Yeah. He then rode to uh, Nodesha, Kansas, uh, where he briefly stayed with uh, Richard Thatcher, a man he had met while he was uh, a prisoner of war. And when Corbet left, he told Thatcher he was going to Mexico. Rather than going to Mexico, though, Corbet is believed to have settled in a cabin he built in the forest near Hinkley in Pine Grove, in Pine County in eastern Minnesota. He is believed to have died in the Great Hinkley Fire on September 1st of 1894, although there is no proof the name Thomas Corbet appears on the list of dead and missing. So they never found him. Yeah. So they think that's where he went and that's where he died, but there's like that mis- that mystery of like where did he end up? Where did yeah. he, did he actually make it to Mexico? There's no confirmations about anything. Exactly. So he could have made it, but a lot of people think that he stayed in that cabin and then he just got burnt up in that fire. But like like they said there was no proof. I mean, huh. they didn't have like maybe if they found a charred corpse nowadays they'd be able to test it, but like, Yeah, back, back then, then there's no way. They're like here's a dead guy. Like, I don't know. So it looks about the same height. So that was the story of Boston, the the gun toting, quick to get fucking mad Mercury snorting patriot this guy's awesome having john wilkes booth shooting is, uh is there a Corbet. way that, is there a way that we can get a hold of some mercury that we can like eat for the next the next episode so we're all batshit crazy well i don't think you eat it i think you just sniff the fumes Ooh. so like out of a like a paper bag off a hat off a hat <laughs> <laughs> go find some hipster store top hats and sniff the hats it might be a couple of years before we get to uh boston level but i mean yeah. that guy talk about somebody who had a real revolutionary well just talk about somebody who had like greatness thrust upon him if i may say like that yeah. guy was gonna do nothing with his life besides go crazy and just like disintegrate make mediocre hats but like He's, Whoa! Wait, was there any? Was there ever any no, claim to his his quality of hats? Maybe he made the best fucking hats you've ever seen. Proficient hat maker. Yeah, but Good I mean, for him. I don't know. It just like right place, right time. But it also kind of ruined his life a little bit because he became yeah. so paranoid about the whole situation. But chances are he's going to be paranoid at the end anyway. So. Yeah, a lot of paranoia. So that's like the story. I did not know about that at all, and I was like, that's really interesting about like. It's the assassination on top of the assassination. Yeah, which no one ever like, talks about that. Yeah, and it's very similar to, if we want to get into like theories about assassination, Jack Kirby is the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, who shot um, Kennedy. Yeah. And, or, you know, the theory behind that. And Jack Kirby, he had like, he was a furniture salesman or something like that, but he had loose ties to the mob. Yeah. And he said that he shot... Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald because he didn't want Jackie Kennedy to have to go through a long, strenuous trial and stuff like that. But a lot of people believe that uh, the government paid uh, Jack Kirby or the mob paid Jack Kirby a shit ton of money because I think a couple months later he died of like a brain tumor or something like that. So they were like, hey. A dying man. Like we can give a lot of money to your family and set them up for life if you go and shoot Lee Harvey Oswald. Because Lee Harvey – I mean – Jack Kirby went to uh, he went to prison, and uh, Boston Corbet got like a basically like a pat on the back and been like, "Hey, just don't do that shit again, crazy motherfucker." Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's that iconic picture of Jack Kirby shooting Lee Harvey Oswald. He walked right up to him and boom. But yep. what a cool picture! I'm sorry, that's like really oh, fucked yeah, up no. to say, but I like, mean, some of the greatest photographs in like 
human history are acts of like severe violence like that yeah. like that one of the it's so visceral you know what I yeah mean? so yeah but yeah very weird that's a whole nother theory about that assassination but double assassinations are i guess more common than you think you yeah know? people people want revenge and they'll get it any way they want good old game of dominoes and watch your fucking back Dwayne. <laughs> yeah Dwayne. Watching Dwayne. Dwayne. i mean I'm, I'm not gonna say i'd be the first one in line to shoot Dwayne if he made an assassination, but God, I'd love to watch that all spiral out of control. Oh God, I'd love to see him in a Bronco going down the freeway, <laughs> and then the Bronco runs out of gas. And he, he wouldn't just, be in a Bronco; he'd, he'd be in a Hummer. No, I'm talking OJ. That's why I oh, said Bronco. But well, I'm just saying like that's what OJ drove. But then yeah. like he gets out of the Bronco and he just like he, he when he runs, it's like the three car lengths, and he's kind of like hulking it down the street oh, that'd with be so with fun. with a Dwayne the Rock Johnson with a broken leg on and his back, they, and then they put up on CNN right. Oh, they put a a. a, a text over his rampage too yeah and he's he's rampage now he's the rampage <laughs> like how rampage is a character i'm like he's rampage i watched uh 90 of that movie on a flight and we landed yeah in the final scene and i don't know what happened but i'm not gonna pay money to see what happens <laughs> so if hbo picks that one up soon i can watch that online we'll see hopefully anyway okay that's me that's i'm done with that one all right Rest in peace, Cor- Boston Corbet. Yeah. Oh, so delicious, uh, Boston Corbet. <laughs> it sounds like a dessert. It I'm does sorry. sound like a dessert. All right, so uh, I'm going to hop into my story now. Hop in. So, uh, Tarbin, what what do you like to do when you're bored? What do I like to do? Oh, uh, I'm trying to fix my Xbox right now because the Wi-Fi card broke, and they tried to charge me $90, so I'm just doing it myself by buying parts on eBay and then putting it together. So I'm going to break my fucking Xbox. But, Can you uh, hardline it? Yeah, but like the Wi-Fi card is only ten dollars. Anyway, uh, oh, that's okay. um, I like shopping. No, I like I don't know watching movies, and I don't have hobbies. Okay, this is my hobby, I guess. Uh, yeah, kind of like the second job, but yeah, more of a hobby. Yeah. Um. So I'll get, I'll get back to someone because our our uh, our topic today has to do with his his something like he, he likes to do when he gets bored. I don't know what you're talking about who. So today I'm going to take us all the way to Germany. And visit a nurse named Niels Hogel. I think I guess it's Hogel. Oh, and so you were just talking about his favorite hobby to do when he gets bored? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and just call him uh, Niels. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's N-I-E-L-S. N-I-E-L-S? Yeah. Niles or Niels? Niels? I don't know. I'm not German. Yeah. Let's just go with Niels. You call him Neil for all I care. Yeah, I'm going to call him Neil. Um, so Neil was born December 30th, 1976 in Wilhelmshaven in Lower Saxony, Germany. Okay. Which is a, it's kind of funny that it's Lower Saxony, but it's the northwestern part of Germany. It's like on the sea. It's like on the coast. Yeah, but it's, it's the lower part of Saxony. Saxony? I don't know if that's how it works. I think the whole thing is Lower Saxony. No, it's all... You know what? I don't know why you decided to attack Germany right now. Okay, we don't. Dude, I'm this. like I'm like eighty percent German. You don't know um, north and south, and you're fucking with my head. Yeah. So uh, Niels worked as a nurse from 1999 to 2002 in Oldenburg. Oldenburg. There's no S in there. Oldenburg. Mm-hmm. And then in 2003 to 2005 in Delmenshorst. Jesus. Delmenshorst. You got a mouthful and a half. That's. I mean. 
you know, German language is a lot of letters and every word, especially names and as, shit like that. As my dad always used to say, he always goes, Germans, they have a beautiful language. And it's like the most harsh language ever. It's not a very romantic language, I think is what they say. The French have a, like a nice language. It it's rolls. like the most like romantic, like... Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Germans is like... <laughs> yeah, so there's not much to that. talk about Niels. Um, but so in 2005, he was arrested... Can you guess what he was arrested for? Um, he was doing something to these patients. He's a nurse, right? Yeah. I mean, was he fucking killing them? So he was caught injecting patients with algemaline. What's algemaline? It's a medicine used to, quote unquote, bring out and show whether or not a patient has Brugadala syndrome. You You didn't know that? Everybody fucking knows that. I know, that. I know. Adjumaline brings out Brugadala syndrome. Exactly. Do you know what the Brugadala syndrome is? Yeah. What is it? Well, I want to know if you know. You tell me. Okay. It's a genetic disorder in which the electrical activity yeah, within the heart, heart is abnormal. Is abnormal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in other Electrical words, activity like, in the heart is abnormal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This illness drastically increases the risk of abnormal heart rhythms in sudden cardiac arrest, leading to death if not treated correctly. Mm. Yes. So using the adjumaline compound on someone who is not experiencing any form of heart failure or abnormal heart conditions would send the patient straight into cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's kind of like, um, um, what's, what do, what do, what do, what do these kids take nowadays? Adderall. It has like the opposite effect. Not like Adderall is like it'll give you cardiac arrest, but you know people with ADD take Adderall to calm down. But if you don't have ADD, Adderall makes you really hyper, right? yeah, and hyper focused. Exactly. So it's like, it, this medicine is very similar to that. Where if like you have a heart problem, it fixes your heart problem. But, but if, if you, you don't, don't it literally causes up. a heart problem. Exactly. Cardiac arrest, which is the biggest heart problem. Yeah. It stops your heart. So that's exactly yeah. That's cool. a, that's the way you put it. So Niels would be convicted of attempted murder and sentenced to seven years. Uh, oh, no, seven and a half years in prison. Oh, that half really fucking stretches out. Yeah. So after he uh, was convicted of attempted murder, a woman whose mother died at the clinic Niels worked at became very suspicious and reported to police that she believes her own mother was a victim to what he was doing earlier. Okay, he was like a nurse at a hospital, not like a convalescent home or anything like that. No, like... it, was a, it was a hospital. Okay. Yeah. And so, after the accusations, Niels found a guilty was found guilty of murder of five other patients, Whoa. and was no, no, no. This is where it gets fucked up. So he's being he he's guilty of killing six people. Yeah, he gets given a maximum maximum sentence of fifteen years. What, what the, the fuck, Germany? Wait, what is what's Germany's law on murder? I do not know, but that shit's fucked. What? Yeah, fifteen years is like. There's people. Who, I mean, I and that's six people too. I can't. I can't compare America's justice system to Germany's, but there's people here who get like twenty five years for fucking having that's, weed. You that's, know what I mean? Exactly. That's less than three years per murder. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, could they prove that he was murdering these people, or does it look like malpractice? You know, I feel like he kind of admitted to it. Okay, if he admitted that's really fucked up. If they're yeah. if they're like, maybe this guy's just really dumb and he doesn't deserve to be a. I don't think there's many nurses that are really dumb and accidentally killing people. 
well, there's some fucking nurses that are really psychotic and fucking exactly. killing people. Exactly. So, I mean, hey, you never know. Yeah. So during his 15 years in prison, uh, Niels admitted to a psychologist that he was responsible for at least 30 deaths at one hospital. Oh! And uh, this led to a new investigation looking into Niels and the other places of his employment. Watch out, mosquitoes Niels on the rise for the death count. Yeah. So during the new investigation, Niels comes, comes forward and admits to killing her mother and doesn't stop there. He also admits to admit... <laughs> administering 90 unauthorized injections holy shit okay okay wait wait. this is after he got the 15 years so he's saying this shit like from prison or he's saying this before he gets so they 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 did a new they like started a new uh trial new trial oh so he has the 15 years and god i mean this guy is obviously like i don't fucking care at this point yeah like People are going to find out about this. Like, he's, it sounds like he's trying to get, like, life in prison or he doesn't really care at this point. Yeah. And he said out of the 90, 30 patients died and 60 were successful. So he what had about mean? a they one-third. Were... Oh, 60 sorry. 60 were successful. He brings Successfully them... uh, resuscitated. Oh, so he liked to bring them back. Yes. Oh, he tried. So he wasn't trying to kill them. He was trying to well, revive. I mean. So the part that might have confused in the beginning when I asked what your hobbies were and what you like to do when you're bored. So it turns out Niels came up with this fun little game when he would get bored at the hospital and he found deep pleasure in uh, resuscitating people. So he came up with a way to send patients into cardiac arrest just so he could save the day. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes I like to take my hat and flip it over and try to catch it on my head like a like it like you know. Who doesn't? I mean, that's my hobby. Yeah. This guy. You so know, he's yeah. not doing that. He's flipping a needle up, seeing if it sticks. Yeah. Pulp Fiction style in your fucking chest. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, seeing what if he's got or not. You know. Yeah. Bet it makes you feel pretty powerful. Yeah. So, Neil said he loved the feeling of saving their lives and loved the attention he'd receive from coworkers. Can I ask you this? What's up? I heard something similar. Like, uh, this this is a thing for, like, I, there's been more than one case about this thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's this guy and you're going to get to it or not. And I don't want to spoil it. But Then don't ask it. I want to ask dick. it. I think it's, okay, I want to ask it. God. If you don't say it, I'm going to bring it Can I get back to my story? Yeah, I guess so, man. So he said he loved the feeling of saving their lives and loved the attention he'd receive from coworkers. But when the plan went south, aka a third of the time, he would be thrown into a deep hole of depression and be oh. incredibly sad that he basically killed oh, okay. this innocent so person. He was remorseful. Yeah. So I guess he's less of a serial killer and more of a like um uh, <laughs> sociopath I yeah guess you could say like who just really sometimes bad at medicine well you know i think for a lot of people um the sadness of accidentally well not even accidentally but purposely killing someone and not being able to like save them that would probably prevent them from like hey maybe i should stop doing that right yeah but it seemed like he had a god complex or something like that where well, it's like he didn't want to kill them he like he got the high off of saving people but the thing is it's like they probably didn't let him save people because he was a nurse, not a, like a heart or brain surgeon. So yeah, he so the, just want to feel important. The problem was that um, for Nels, for Niels, Nels, whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> who cares? He's a piece of shit. His name's Fur Niels now. Yeah, no, but for him, 
Um, four kneels. The only way that he could get out of that deep depression was to do the exact same thing again, but save someone. Exactly. And I mean, so when get he back failed, on the horse. yeah. So when he failed, he'd go stab another person with this drug and make them die and try to get them back. Hell yeah. I mean, not hell yeah, but I just mean like you know, I don't like quitters. Yeah. <laughs> So in 2014, uh, Nels would uh, be crowned a serial killer by German police, Uh. and they launched a major investigation. In this investigation, 200 suspicious deaths were identified, and more than 130 bodies in Germany, Poland, and Turkey were exhumed. See, that's the thing, though. It's like, I'm actually really curious about... I think it's the intentions behind the kill that makes you a serial killer. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm also not a detective. I think or it's a cop. the numbers. I no, it's. I mean, no, it's not numbers because they're spree killers. Spree killers are somebody like they kill. They kill a bunch of people in like, uh, like One a, a short amount of time. Yeah. yeah, but there's also serial killers who like it's serialized where they they have like an mo and they do something a certain way and it's like ritualistic and stuff and like yeah this is definitely all of those but it's also not a he wasn't trying to kill them so they're accidental deaths you know what i mean i mean he was trying to kill them so he could save them but he wasn't killing them he was bringing them to the edge of death and then bringing them back he never wanted them to die in the first place he wanted them to get sick to the point where they needed him yeah right yeah but the, can I can I ask you a question? Because I don't think he's gonna do it. He's already he's already in jail at this point. But there, I heard a story about somebody who would do that, and then they would crawl in bed with the patient and like spoon them. Yeah, like, I didn't hear anything about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they they would uh, save the patients, and then they would spoon them and like and cuddle with them and shit like hmm. that, like while they were unconscious. And it was yeah, like no, a I weird... don't. I didn't see anything about that with this yeah. guy. Police made an announcement in August of 2017 that they had come to the conclusion that Neil's had been responsible for at least 90 deaths, including the six that he was already convicted for. Neil. Yes. Neil's. Nails. Nails. God, what a um, shit-ass nurse. So he had did this so many times that he could actually uh, he couldn't actually say how many people he had done it to. Okay. And so whenever people would be like, oh, is this person? He'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, he wouldn't he wouldn't deny any of it. Like, he wasn't like... He wasn't there to be, like, saving his own ass. Like, he was just kind of like, I honestly can't remember how many people. And, like, so well, when they bring someone, be like, yeah, I guess, like, it's a possibility. Like, I don't remember. Like, sure. See, I'd like to know his mindset because we go into it again about what serial killers actually think. And once they're serial killers, uh, they admit to three crimes they actually did. Now they're at a point where, like, I'm not getting out. I might be getting the death penalty. Anyway. Yeah, I might as well cooperate. It, no, might as well try to up my numbers so I become legendary. You know what yeah, I mean? A true. lot of a lot of serial killers or a lot of uh, like death row murderers, they admit to like those guys like I killed John John Benet Ramsey and they're like, You did, where's her body tell us details and they start telling details and a common practice that uh, detectives do is they withhold information from the general public. Oh, yeah. So when somebody comes forward and goes, I did it, they they go tell us about this and there's like a detail that they didn't release to anybody and if they get that detail right, they go, Holy shit this guy might have done it. Yeah. So a lot of the, a lot of these killers, they try to they try to say I killed somebody so they can they can get like on death row if they want to die or they get special attention or uh, media attention and stuff like yeah. that. So I mean, it's, that's another really interesting like uh, mental thing going on there. Yeah. Know? No, for sure. So, uh, so finally in January two thousand eighteen, so it's pretty recent. Um, 
Very recent. He was charged with the murder of 97 patients, including that they uh, intended to press charges against other people at the hospital and the staff, saying that they were aware of it but didn't do anything about it. What the fuck? So I guess they have some proof that maybe some people knew what was going on. So they're originally saying that he killed 30 people with 97 incidents, and now they're saying that he's up to 97 murders? Confirmed. Wow. So investigators today think that the death toll could be anywhere close to or even more than 200 people. But they can't confirm the bo- they can't confirm that because the bodies have been uh, cremated. Yeah, obviously. I mean, even if they're not, they're pretty old at this point. That was in the eighties yeah. or nineties. And so Niels is now forty-one and serving a life sentence in jail as Germany's biggest serial killer post-war history. Post-war, who was pre-war Hitler? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that was more of like our genocidal people. Our people commit yeah, genocide. A lot of bad things killers. happen. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's interesting, too. Um, yeah, I mean, was that all at one hospital? No, two. Okay. So that's that's what happened was that he, he admitted to the, the shrink or the psychologist, whatever, that, like, he killed 30 people at this hospital. And that's when we're like, oh, shit, he's worked at another hospital. And so they looked into the other hospital and realized that there was another, you know, 100 or so people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fucked up thing about the whole thing is that it sounds like he has, like, a mental illness of some sort. Yeah. But when... He he's sane enough to know what he's doing is wrong, but he's not sane enough to resist the urges yeah. of doing this horrible fucking thing. Yeah. So I mean that that's another really interesting. Yeah, and and there was a quote I didn't I didn't get the whole quote, um, but his his psychologist said like he's not an angry or violent person. He just um, he found too much euphoria from saving yeah. people, and so he did what he could just to like get his fix like he 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 didn't want to hurt anybody he just wanted to save people but he had to create his own uh scenarios yeah yeah and that's what's fucked up i mean like i'm obviously not siding with him but you have to admit that there is a difference between somebody who gets uh i mean i I guess there's not really somebody gets like a sexual thrill out of it or somebody gets like i mean it's i guess it's all the same uh it's all the same end game you're doing it to feel good so i mean it, it it's fucked up in the, in the first place so i guess yeah fuck him you know he shouldn't have yep. been doing that in the first place i wasn't defending him anyway but yeah i was just trying to i don't know he's such an he's such an interesting case you know what i mean yeah it's like people who like um munchausen by proxy and stuff like that which is um um or munchausen syndrome Munch, munchausen by proxy is when you make uh, somebody else sick because uh you want them to need you Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's like if I finding someone to be dependent on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And you like the attention and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, sure. And Munchausen syndrome is I think is where you get like sick on purpose and then you go, "Hey, like look at me." So, this is so yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. it's really 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 interesting. And uh damn, 97 people, shit. Well, 200. 200? That's what they they assume They that... assume it's but 97 confirmed. I mean, yeah. when you have confirmed kills, it's usually like at least like half half of that number more. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was at two hundred. He doesn't even yeah. remember. He's just like, yeah. So I think it's. I think they they assume, they think it's at least two hundred, maybe more. And they're only build. They were only able to test one hundred and thirty bodies because of cremation and stuff. And they they think that they were all his, but they could only confirm. 
exactly yeah. 97 but i mean at the end of the day like that's enough to just be like <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter at that point at that yeah. point you're only stroking that guy's ego of being like you got another three john and he's like yeah. i mean neil and uh he's like yep uh probably did yep he doesn't seem happy about it though so it's no like, there's a part of me that's like a weird you feel bad kind of he's, he's sick him. yeah yeah it's like fuck man i'm sorry but like also he killed so many people it's like you i can't really feel I don't that really bad feel yeah, that bad. yeah like, i know for sure you. so Wow. Okay. I think that concludes our episode for for this night. You know, we yep. we you know one you know one guy he couldn't kill though if he injected him. Um, the Rock, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock, Johnson. fucking Johnson. Yeah, you can't get through that skin with an old pansy ass needle. Bend that. It would bend the needle. Snap it. He's made of steel. He is the Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Remember when Shaq had a movie of the Man of Steel? Nope. Oh, you mean Henry Cavill? No. You're talking about Shazam? Anyway, um, we'll get back into that next episode. Uh, I don't know what Shaq movie he's talking about. Yeah, it's like Steel. Oh, he's in a movie called Steel? Yeah. He was a superhero who was like made of steel. Oh, I didn't. That's that's it. that's one we're going to have to watch next time. But like yep. I said, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We always appreciate you guys uh, listening to our rantings and ravings and trying to be psychologists and cops and yeah all of the above and probably getting just half good, of it wrong good but, people but we like hearing you guys uh telling us if we did get it wrong so send in uh send in some uh comments or just reach out if you'd like to and if you have any questions or comments that's that's fine too dm us email us um send in your uh strange encounters or spooky stories um what are you showing me? Oh, you're showing me a picture of fucking Shaq and Man of Steel or Steel. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that looks fucking awful. Anyway, um, sending your strange, spooky stories to uh, the contact link at campstrange.com. Go to campstrange.com to see all the hyperlinks. Rate, review, subscribe. We said it at the top of the podcast, but like we said, we would really, really appreciate it. Um, it only helps us reach more people, and maybe we could get featured one day on Apple and. That'd, That'd be know. awesome. That'd be cool, man. That'd be so cool. But uh, yeah, we love you guys, and uh, I guess I guess that's fucking it, yeah. right? So it's gonna do her for us. Yeah. So um, keep on staying spooky and strange and weird and creepy and every other thing you are, and uh, I guess don't forget to stay strange. <laughs>